Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle, War Poor Family? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here live from SEC Media Days 2023, wrapping up day two here. Coach Hugh Freeze took the stage. Uh, the players were here. All of those things happened for sure. The guy, Ike Jones, was here to capture a little bit of it. Some of it's going to be up on our channel. You can already see the stuff from the players. But let's just dive into day two and see what we've got going on here We are here live, right here from Radio Row. A lot of things going on right now. Glad to be here. It's been a fun day, too. The day got kicked off with Clark Lee. Clark Lee was here, at the Vanderbilt head coach, and he talked about just kind of the things that he wanted to see from his program. Clark Lee last year sounded very confident in his program and, and how they could progress. He sounds even more confident here in year two. Um, that they are going to be able to get to a place where they're going to be bowl eligible this year. You've already had that conversation here on the channel, kind of how we feel Vanderbilt's schedule is going to be panning out the over-under situation. Bowl eligible means six wins, right? And uh, I just don't know that I see six wins on the schedule, but Clark Lee definitely feels as if that's something that he will be able to get his team to. So I'd be interested to see kind of where those wins are going to come from on that schedule. Uh, but definitely a very confident Clark Lee coming in. A lot of things that they had to replace. But one of the things that he said uh, that I did love, of course, uh, he was asked a question about Elijah McAllister and what he was, uh, what Auburn fans can expect to get from Elijah McAllister as he is joining the Auburn team. And it, he talked about his leadership and he talked about the relentless nature that he approaches the game with. So I think it's evident in the fact that Elijah was able to become one of the people that the coaching staff trusted enough to bring him here, uh, being a transfer player in the transfer portal, I mean, it speaks a lot of his maturity, of course. He has already had an undergraduate degree already taken care of, uh, and he's getting postgraduate degrees and, and all of that already happening. So definitely a mature player just from age, but definitely in a wisdom standpoint as well. Uh, I had an opportunity to, to talk to him, do an interview again. That's live on the channel right now if you guys want to peep that if you haven't already. Uh, but the maturity is is there for him. To, to realize that maturity and him get to the point where he felt as if, and Coach Hugh Freeze, when I say he, felt as if Elijah McAllister was ready to be a representative of this team, speaks a lot to the leadership qualities that that, that, that young man possesses. And so looking forward to seeing how that translates to whatever is necessary on game days when we need to be able to get people to lead those guys on the field as well. Uh, but appreciate you guys jumping in here with me, doing this live stream right here live from Media Row. Appreciate you uh, taking a little time out of your afternoon, random live, just for you all, talking a little bit about SEC Media Days. Next up to the mic or to the podium was Coach Kirby Smart. You kind of, I mean, I kind of hate to say nice things about Kirby Smart because he's coaching the Georgia Bulldogs, but man, 
he doesn't miss when he steps up to that podium. Uh, he talked about the leadership style that he wanted to exude and uh, the way that he's getting his team prepared to figure out how to be consistent and stay hungry and stay after it, not really focusing on championships, um, which is crazy. Most people, when you hear coaches talk, they talk about, well, we want to make sure that we're playing championship level football. Kirby Smart is just trying to figure out how to keep his guys focused on the next game and not figuring out how to get to championships because they've done that for two years in a row. So it's definitely a pivot from what you typically hear coaches say that have not reached that summit. He's trying to figure out how to keep them from being complacent. That's the words that he used. He wants to kill the complacency that may start to creep in when people start looking at these objectives rather than focusing on the task that's right in front of him, right in front of them, whether that's studying their playbook, whether that is uh, handling practice in the correct manner, whether that's going to class when they need to be doing it. He was asked some questions about the off the field things. And um, I think he answered that fairly well. But I do think that Coach Kirby Smart is approaching things in the proper way. And again, it's, it's hard to not listen to him talk and say, man, this guy really has it together and he knows what he's doing. And he is going to be a great football coach for many years to come if he keeps approaching things in the way that he does. So uh, very interesting to listen to him talk in that regard. Then, of course, Coach Hugh Freeze. And this is where we want to kind of camp out in this conversation. Coach Hugh Freeze was here and I think that he did a really great job. Right. Last year, I remember, you know, thinking Coach Brian Carson won SEC Media Days. He really came out here and he knocked it out of the park. Um I wouldn't necessarily say that Coach Hugh Freeze won the day. He had the most impressive showing, but he absolutely did do what needed to be done as far as making sure he was clear and communicating the things that he needed to say about his program and where he thinks that we are for the Auburn Tigers. He's very transparent about things that he feels as if Auburn still has to do and their daunting tasks in front of him and how difficult it is comparative to other jobs that he started for the first time. When you're talking about starting an, uh, an Ole Miss program that hadn't won any SEC games uh, in the few years prior to him arriving there, hadn't been to a bowl game, all of these things, that program just wasn't in a place where anyone really respected them or felt as if uh, they were a contender. Coach Hugh Freeze gets there and turns that around essentially in two years, year one, I think winning seven games and the next year able to pull off 10. But and then he talked about Liberty being in that same place, making the transition up to uh, the FBS level and uh, getting over the hump of not being a winning program prior to him arriving there and being able to turn that program around fairly quickly. And just talked about the daunting task of that and he feeling as if because of the resources that Auburn has and the name that Auburn has, that maybe this wasn't going to be as difficult to restart, but not realizing, man, it's tough just because the SEC is so much tougher now than it was back in the days when he was at Ole Miss. In addition to that, there were a lot of things from a roster standpoint that they had to overhaul. The transfer portal and graduation had decimated the roster, uh, not to mention we were kind of behind the eight ball from talent uh, standpoint uh, already. So having to come in and figure out how to retool the roster in a way that they felt as if it made Auburn competitive. And he said he absolutely does feel as if Auburn has gotten better since he hit the ground there from a talent standpoint. The question is whether or not that's going to translate to the field and whether or not they've effectively closed the gap from now, not saying that they've overcome that gap, but effectively closed the gap enough to put them in a position where in fourth quarters, they've got a chance to go out there and win some ball games against some teams that they're not predicted, predicted to win uh, against. So definitely looking forward to seeing how they're able to tie all those things together from the off field uh 
things that they're doing to help boost the leadership and morale within the locker room to the things on the field and learning new concepts and figuring out how to play the style of football that Coach Hugh Freeze wants to be able to play. Speaking of that, Coach Hugh Freeze was asked the question once again about whether or not he's going to relinquish play calling duties, not in that specific way, but just talking about the merging of his style with what Philip Montgomery has. And he feels as if there's a lot of analog between what he does and what Philip Montgomery does. And that was an important piece of why he felt Philip Montgomery was a good hire for him. He didn't have to change what he likes to do organically, maybe tweak some things here and there. Terminology was a big thing that he said he was looking forward to getting in and changing some terminology because a lot of the coaches that are right now in the league are guys that he's worked with and he's mentored and it makes it difficult for you when you're using some of the same terminology terminology that he's taught you. And now you're you're really able to kind of get tells and cues and, and keys as to what Auburn is attempting to do offensively. So Philip Montgomery coming in, helping him change some of those things around how they call things and why they call things certain things in the system will allow them to keep a little bit of a competitive advantage, at least with the calls that are being made on the field. So them putting that stuff together and getting into the cauldron and working through that stuff hasn't been as difficult uh, as uh, it could have been if it was trying to merge two very different offensive philosophies together. So they were able to hit the ground running with that. But he did reiterate again that Philip Montgomery is going to be the play caller. Now, he may reserve the right to jump in and make a call here and there in specific scenarios or, hey, let me try something. It was also stated that uh, he's good at the second half adjustments. And he says specifically, hey, he's been instructing his guys. There are some times that we're just not going to call certain things in the first half. We're going to reserve that for special moments or late into the second half so that people don't see everything. So holding some things back so that they're able to make those second half uh, adjustments or have surprises coming in the second half of games. So looking forward to seeing how that pans out because we understand what the history was over the last couple of seasons, how second half should just did not turn in the favor of the Auburn Tigers. So um, encouraging to hear that from Coach Hugh Freeze about his proficiency in the second half and his confidence that he's going to be able to come in and do those things. Um, and then you get forward and, and we talk to the players. Now, the players had their time in front of the press separate from what we did here at the War Report. But I want to focus on the things that we talked about and I definitely want you all to go and take an opportunity to go listen to those things. But just about how they've been effectively managing the change in the environment around the program. A lot of things have changed from the time that some of these guys got here, right? So we're talking about Cam Stutz and Luke Deal, who have been here five and six years uh, or five, six and five years, respectively. Cam Sutz is six-year senior, uh, Luke Deal, a fifth-year senior, and just how much change has happened just in their Auburn careers, but then specifically in the last year with Coach Hugh Freeze coming in and how that environment is just drastically different in the locker room. Uh, we got an opportunity to speak to them about those things and and how they're figuring out how to embrace the new players. Uh, you know, Luke Deal, very complimentary of a guy like um, Rivaldo Fairweather, who's coming in into that tight end room of a lot of veteran guys already in there and how he's um, been able to get in and they've had a camaraderie within their unit. And then Cam Sutts talking about the overhaul of the offensive line and all the talent that's coming into that room and how he's emerged as a leader in his sixth year, uh, just from a seniority standpoint and a maturity standpoint on his own. Uh, being able to embrace those new guys and getting them in here to get acclimated to what Auburn is, but then subsequently being able to be effective on the field coming up as an offensive line unit.
War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. And let's see what the War Report family is in here talking about. Start with Otis Smith, who says, Coach Hugh Freeze said everything perfectly. I think that Coach Hugh Freeze did an excellent job when he addressed the media, even talking a little bit about the stuff surrounding Jarquez Hunter, just saying he just couldn't make a comment about it, right? Um, Now, there was a, a small kind of press availability uh, where he did address the Demario Tolan situation situation a little bit and how um, he is no longer with the team for some personal reasons, but they're, they've left the door open in case Demario wants to be able to come back and rejoin the program at a later time, and they have not closed the door on that. Uh, that's not something that was kind of done out in public, but that has been addressed a little bit with some of the Auburn media. So, But yeah, I agree. Coach Hugh Freeze did an excellent job of handling all the questions. Uh, He seemed very honest and honest and open about the the, the conversations. Uh, We had an opportunity to talk to Greg Sankey. The question was asked of Hugh Freeze. He he said that Greg Sankey was always very forthright with him about um, in all of their dealings. And the question was asked kind of what that meant. He just said he's always been honest with him about where he stood and his opportunities to come back into the conference had the opportunity presented itself. And we had an opportunity to ask Greg Sankey about that specifically later on. And he echoed those sentiments about how he has been able to counsel Coach Hugh Freeze and some opportunities and, and making sure that he was being in the prime position to continue his career, whether that meant coming back to the SEC or not, but he was not closing the door to Coach Hugh Freeze. So a lot of the talk that Greg Sankey was blocking Coach Hugh Freeze to come back into the conference. That seems to be a little overblown based upon the conversations we've had with both Coach Hugh Freeze and Commissioner Greg Sankey. Um, War Eagle to you all who are saying that here in the comment section. I'll bring up Susan here who says, War Eagle, and you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you so much, Susan. Always welcome. Uh, Sight to see you in the comment section. And thank you for the kind words about what we've got going on here. Valencia Jackson echoing saying we're doing a fantastic job, and I appreciate that. Um, Otis Smith jumps back back in and says, what a gentleman Elijah is. Elijah McAllister, definitely a uh, an impressive young man. I like all of the things that he's got going on for him. Uh, just kind of a plug. He talked about it a little bit in our interview. If you haven't seen already, he's got the um, All for One, One for All uh, program that he's running his nonprofit organization. So if you have an opportunity, go and support that. He said he's got a drive going on coming up here very soon, a back to school drive. So if you're in the Auburn area, make sure that you connect with Elijah on that one. Valencia jumps back in. Elijah speaks very well and they are all looking sharp. Listen, man, um, Elijah showed me up today. I'm not going to hold you. Like I got my pinstripe suit situation going on, but he had the blue with the window pane. And I feel like he's a little fresher than I am today. And, um, I don't know how much I appreciate that for him coming out here looking sharper than me. Uh, so um, I'm going to have to make sure like my casual game is killing his at some point in time when we get into like T-shirts and sweats and stuff like that. I got to step my, my urban gear up and then just like pull up on and be like, yeah, what's up? I don't know, man. Got to figure that out. But no, uh, they were all looking really great. We got some pictures. Um, I don't know how much this got caught in any other place, but we do have some pictures of Luke Deal's fit, which is nuts. 
Uh, we're going to have to make sure we put those out on social media. You guys saw the outside, but there's some details that we're going to have to uh, leak to you. If, you have, he, if he hasn't put it on his social media, we'll definitely make sure we put it on our social media and tag him to that. Luke Deal was definitely doing his thing today. Uh, Anthony jumps in. Yeah, I think he does the little petty things during games, but if you're winning, that's all that matters. Uh, I think talking there about Kirby Smarts. Uh, Otis Smith jumps back in and says, Coach Hugh Freeze said what he said. He's out here playing 4D chess while the rest are playing tic-tac-toe. I do think that there's a lot of downplay in Coach Hugh Freeze. Now, he, he definitely is, I think, being honest when he says he doesn't feel as if the team is where it needs to be. But I do think that there's a little bit of a downplay in his demeanor about uh, their chances to go out there and, and be impressive in year one. I think he's trying to remain humble. He's trying to keep those kids humble and hungry that are on the team. And I think that uh, he's being honest with himself in the evaluation of it's not perfect. There's some things that we need to do to get better. And we have to focus on how we're going to improve every single day out here and not rest on our laurels that we've come a long way. But there's a long journey ahead. I'm looking forward to seeing how that works for him. Jess Rockwell jumps in and says, Kilch Hugh Freeze always reminds us that Gus loves us. Gus Malzahn is a beloved member of the Auburn family um, and definitely thanks to Coach Malzahn for the time that he had here at Auburn. Uh, he put Auburn in great position to be on the national stage as an um, offensive coordinator. Of course, uh, the offensive coordinator for the national championship in 2013, the head coach in 20, excuse me, 2010 national championship, 2013 national championship appearance. Uh, and did a great job with the 2017 team. So you can't take away the things that Coach Gus Malzahn absolutely did for this program as far as the prominence and the winning that he did while he was here. Uh, Coach Hugh Freeze did talk about the great relationship that he continues to have with Coach Malzahn and uh, looking forward to him having some similar successes as far as how uh, far the team is able to go, hopefully bringing back one of those great national championships. Blake Robinson jumps in and says, Brother Hugh effectively removed all doubt. He's the right man for Auburn. I don't know if he's removed all doubt, right, but he has definitely turned some people into a different direction. If you liked Coach Hugh Freeze, you didn't do anything but reaffirm what you liked about him. If you didn't like Coach Hugh Freeze, maybe you dislike him a little bit less. But I do think that some people are just going to be like, oh, yeah, this is great, but... Wait until the season starts. We'll see if he wins any games. And there are going to be some people who, regardless of wins or losses, are going to feel as if Coach Hugh Freeze is not the guy for Auburn, right? Um, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with people feeling how they feel or feeling the way that they want to feel in regard to a person, regardless of what is the motivation behind why they feel that way. I'm not here to judge anybody's motivations for what their emotional or of logical attachment to their stance on a person is. I will just say that I think that Coach Hugh Freeze did a phenomenal job today. And uh, if you are a fan of Coach Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers, you should be proud of what your head coach was able to do here at SEC Media Days. Oh, and this reminds me of this because Anthony Grant says, I like when he went for a fake field against us a few years ago and they were up by darn near 30. Um, I think that is in regard to Coach Kirby Smart there as well. The reason why I was saying that this reminds me of something is Coach Hugh Freeze, when he was in the small room, and we're going to, again, going to make sure that we get that up there on the channel for you, talked a little bit about his excitement for Alex McPherson and how he feels like we have a really good kicker. Uh, and he said he, he's been struggling in the kicking game. He's been going for it on fourth down a lot the last few seasons just because he didn't have confidence in his field goal kicker. And he doesn't lack that confidence in um, Alex McPherson right now. So, of course, looking for game day situations to put him in so we'll see how he does it when it's when the lights are on and everything is is out there in front of him. But 
did express his excitement that he feels like he finally has a kicker that he can trust to go put points on the board in the kicking game. So looking forward to that for sure, for sure. Steve Bradley jumps in and he says, Ike, didn't realize you were that short standing beside our guys. I'm not that short. I'm average height. They are just ridiculously large human beings, right? So it's not the same thing. Not the same thing as me being short, just because they're very tall. It's just, it's not fair, right? I mean, these guys are like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, right? So I'm not that short. I'm, a, I'm an average height individual. Yeah, we've got some great things that are going to be happening with this Auburn program. And I think that Coach Hugh Freeze has us in a prime position to be able to uh, do some things that may shock some people this year. Oh, one of the other things, I don't know how I didn't mention this. He talked a little bit about the quarterback position. That was a question that Mike asked him. Mike G uh, asked him a little bit about the quarterback position and uh, where he felt like we were. And he said, hey, we got some room to grow. He felt like there was some growth that happened during the spring, but we've still got work that we've got to do at quarterback. Peyton Thorne, this is the thing that I want to harp on. He said that the thing that he feels like Peyton Thorne brought to that quarterback room was leadership. Right. Just didn't feel as if the leadership was where it needs to be initially. So he talked about the leadership that he brought. And one of the things that he mentioned as far as just the caliber of guy that Peyton Thorne is that he felt was impressive from a leadership standpoint is that when Peyton Thorne arrived there, he asked for a, a paper with the faces and the names of all of the people who worked in the facility, not the players, but the people who worked in the facility because he wanted to be able to recognize their names and their faces when he's walking around the, the, the building. That right there is just an element of leadership that a lot of people don't really understand. Like I, I know as a guy who used to work in corporate America uh, that I had m one of my more recent bosses. It impressed me that he learned everyone's name. And I'm walking around the hallway at work one day. He walks by, he says, hey, Isaac, how you doing? And I was like, oh. How does he even know my name? Like, I don't, we don't interact, right? Like where I am on the totem pole is a, a big step away from where the CEO is. Uh, but he did know my name and my face and was able to call it uh, just walking by. So that, that always stuck with me. And I think uh, when you find people who are willing to be kind to everybody in the building and they really try to build relationships with everyone that's surrounding them, then you find excellent leadership in those people. A very good anecdote right there from Coach Hugh Freeze in regard to Peyton Thorne and who he is as a person. Looking forward to seeing whether or not that translates to leadership in the locker room and subsequently whether that locker room leadership will pay dividends on Saturdays as we get into the college football season. Anyway, I'm about to get out of here, but I appreciate everybody jumping in with me really quickly. Again, if you have any questions or comments, make sure that you go ahead and throw those up. Um, this video will be live, so you can share this video with everybody else uh, tomorrow morning. So this is a little something special I got right here for our members, but this will be live for everybody else tomorrow morning. So thank you all for jumping in here with me on a Tuesday evening. Talk a little bit about SEC Media Day. Stay tuned. My voice is starting to go out. So we're going to get out of here and I will be back at you all tomorrow. But thank you so much. Until the next time. And as always, War Eagle. Peace.